Good morning and welcome to our service. Today feels special for a couple of reasons. Here in Scotland, we can now travel more than five miles for leisure or recreation for the first time in over a hundred days. Lots of people are out and about just now, not deterred at all by the cool, wet and windy weather. The joy this simple freedom brings into our lives is really quite amazing. A good reason to echo our psalm this morning and give thanks for all the beauty which surrounds us, even when it seems a bit dull and grey outside. We also celebrate the anniversary of our National Health Service, founded 72 years ago today. Three months ago, most of us took this service for granted. It was always there. It was part of our lives that we were free to use and free to complain about. Today, we echo our psalm again, in thanks for this most extraordinary gift of a health service open to all. The depth of compassion, care, kindness, and dedication shown by our health service staff, including all those working in hospitals, in care homes, in outreach services and clinics, continues to be simply extraordinary. Since the pandemic began, we have really begun to appreciate what before we took for granted the freedom to leave our homes, and a health service that cares for us. This morning we join our voices in praising God for gifts which we now recognize that we can all too easily lose. We are gathered together as the family of God to offer praise and thanksgiving to ask forgiveness of our sins, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world and to seek God's grace, that through Jesus Christ our Lord and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we may give ourselves to God's service. Let us come before God confessing our sins and seeking God's forgiveness. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the broken in heart. Christ, have mercy. You make one by your Spirit the torn and divided. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, all we long for is before you, and our deep sighing is not hidden from you. But we acknowledge our wickedness, we are filled with the sorrow at our sin. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver us. O Lord, make haste to help us. May the Lord forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, with God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, we worship you. We give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. 
the Collect and Readings for the Fifth Sunday of Pentecost. Lord God, let the world be ordered in peace according to your will, that your people may be free to worship you with joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. The first reading is Psalm 145, a hymn of praise. I will proclaim your greatness, my God and King. I will thank you forever and ever. Every day I will thank you. I will praise you forever and ever. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. What you have done will be praised from one generation to the next. They will proclaim your mighty acts. They will speak of your glory and majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. People will speak of your mighty deeds, and I will proclaim your greatness. They will tell about all your goodness and sing about your kindness. <coughs> the Lord is loving and merciful slow to become angry and full of constant love. He is good to everyone and has compassion on all he made. All your creatures, Lord, will praise you and all your people will give you thanks. They will speak of the glory of your royal power and tell of your might so that everyone will know your mighty deeds and the glorious majesty of your kingdom. Your rule is eternal and you are king forever. The Lord is faithful to his promises and he is merciful in all his acts. He helps those who are in trouble. He lifts those who have fallen. All living things look hopefully to you and you give them food when they need it. You give them enough and satisfy the needs of all. The Lord is righteous in all he does, merciful in all his acts. He is near to those who call to him, who call to him with sincerity. He supplies the needs of those who honor him. He hears their cries and saves them. He protects everyone who loves him, but he will destroy the wicked. I will always praise the Lord. Let all his creatures praise his holy name forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel is from Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 25. Jesus broke into prayer. Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have concealed your ways from sophisticated people and know-it-alls, but spelled them out clearly to ordinary people. Yes, Father, that's the way you like to work. Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all these things to do and to say. This is a unique father-son relationship. Coming out of father and son are intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. 
I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. Give thanks to God for this, his glorious gospel. Part of this morning's gospel reads like the introduction to a self-help book or a YouTube video on how to improve your life. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Get this book, watch this video, and you will recover your life. If only it were that easy, I hear you saying. Many of us have been tempted by that quick-fix solution to our troubles. Just now, most of us are at least part of the time, tired, worn out or burned out by news reporting, government guidance, political wrangling, and the list goes on, including the push and pull of family life in lockdown. I had a meeting with the bishop and other clergy earlier this week, on the now infamous Zoom, of course. By the end of the two and a half hours, I had simply lost the will to carry on. Everything was too much. This week, I should have been packing for a month-long holiday in the United States with my family. Instead, I'm looking at literally dozens of tired, worn-out, burned-out faces in a Zoom gallery on my computer. So, I retreated to my armchair. I turned on a couple of heaters to ward off the chill. And I lost myself. I lost myself in classic Wimbledon tennis matches by day, and I lost myself by solving mysteries with Inspector Montalabano in sunny Sicily by night. And I confess, there may have been snacks and wine involved in both of these retreats from reality. I had read and started reflecting on this morning's readings, the Psalm and Matthew's Gospel, well before that Zoom meeting. But afterwards, the message of both simply went out of my head for most of the rest of the week. I stopped looking or reflecting on the scripture and went instead for the self-help quick-fix solution to not just being tired, worn out, and burned out myself, but to having to spend time with other clergy in the same state. It took a while to recover myself, but then gradually two phrases lodged themselves in my head, which have helped me to see things differently as the week has gone on. The first was something that was said in one of the Scottish government briefings, explaining that the task now was to make normal safe for everyone. To make normal safe for everyone. Not to make a new normal, but to look carefully on what has gone before and to do it in a new way that is safe for everyone as the pandemic continues to be with us. It's not about reinventing the wheel, but about learning from others how to tweak the wheel, so to speak, so that it is safe for everyone to resume their lives 
in as normal a way as possible. So, I've been watching this morning how the shops, hairdressers and hospitality venues in England have been using the guidance to make their places safe for people to visit again. There seem to be two approaches. One very clinical, rigid and rather sterile, with lots of official-looking signs, floor markings and other safety and hygiene features. The other approach is to make the place feel as welcoming and comfortable as it did before, while still ensuring that the guidelines for hygiene and distancing are strictly adhered to. Now that certainly gives me food for thought about how we at St. Paul's will reopen our church for worship in, I hope, what is the not-too-distant future. How we will continue to support those who are unable to get to our church building to be a vital part of our worshipping community. So reopening is not just about stopping one thing, these podcasts, and starting another, gathering in a building. We have to make our church normal, yet safe, for each each and every one of us. The second phrase, which came into my head and stayed there, comes from this morning's Gospel, where Jesus invites us to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. To learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Our lives now have a new forced rhythm, the rhythm forced on us by the pandemic that continues to engulf our world. The rhythm that dictates we have to approach every aspect of our lives differently, in a way which keeps both ourselves and others safe. It seems to me that as Christians, as people of faith in Jesus Christ, we need to recover, we need to rediscover an unforced rhythm of grace in this new way of life. We need to rediscover the grace to raise our voices in praise for God's many and gracious gifts, just as the writer of our psalm does. Thanking God for literally every blessing in our lives. And these blessings are still there. We have just lost sight of them when we're tired, worn out, and burned out by circumstances way beyond our control. I find the image of the unforced rhythm of grace both hopeful and soothing. The grace to give thanks to God. The grace to accept my total dependence on God. The grace to place into God's hands everything that troubles my soul. And yet we find it so hard to surrender control to anyone, even to God. So hard to surrender control that this unforced rhythm of grace does not come easily to us. And yet here, in these words of Jesus, is that solution we are so desperately seeking for ourselves, for our lives, for our world. I know myself well enough to know that there will be more times of retreat from reality ahead. More times when I simply lose the will to carry on and want to bury my head in the sand or the television. I hope and pray that when those times come, I will remember again Jesus' call to live my life in the unforced rhythms of grace. The unforced rhythms of grace, 
which will help us to make normal safe for everyone in the days ahead. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. To him who alone is God, let us make our requests with thanksgiving through the one mediator, Jesus Christ. I ask your prayers for all who wield authority and influence, particularly the Queen, and at this time of great uncertainties, let us also pray that all four, for all four governments in the United Kingdom. Pray for all who exercise power. I ask your prayers for Bishop Mark. Give him wisdom to care for and administer the Diocese of Murray, Ross and Caithness, and the time to carry out his duties as Primus of the Scottish Episcopalian Church. We pray also for our church here at St Paul's Crowachie. We pray for Cathy and give thanks that she was called to minister to us. Pray for God's people. I ask your prayers for all who suffer injury, sickness and loss, particularly Margaret and so many others who've had, who have lost sons, daughters, wives, husbands, mothers and grandparents. No. We pray that you will help and comfort them with your love and reassurance. Hear us as we remember those who've died in faith of Christ, particularly Ken, and those known only to us according to your promises. Grant us with them a share in your eternal kingdom. Pray for all who are afflicted and for God's compassion. The National Health Service was founded 73 years ago today and we give thanks for this amazing institution which has been tested to its very limits. We remember those doctors, nurses and care workers who are so important and so many other key workers. 
pray for all national health staff and key workers. I ask your prayers for peace in the life of the world. At this time, we should remember the United States and the difficulties with relations between white and black people. We must pray for greater understanding and patience between peoples of different color, race, religion, and nationality, not just in the States, but in this country too, and so many other European nations. The entrenched, the entrenched position, opinions that exist on all sides will never lead to solutions of these difficulties. There must be dialogue and a positive determination on all sides to improve the situation. Let us pray for greater understanding and for God's peace. I ask your prayers for all whom we have wronged in thought, word or deed. We know in ourselves what we have done or thought and should not have done. And we pray God for your forgiveness. Give us your compassion and understanding and wisdom to always seek the common good. We pray for your forgiveness. O God, whose will it is that all should find salvation and come to know the truth, receive the prayers and petitions which we offer in faith and love through him who gave proof of your purpose and who sacrificed himself to win, win freedom for all mankind. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. join our prayers in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light upon our paths, and a strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve all people in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. send forth your spirit, O Lord, you renew the face of the earth. You send forth your spirit, O Lord, you renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in all his works. You renew the face of the earth. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. You send forth your spirit, O Lord, you renew the face of the earth. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
be with you and all those for whom you have a care, this day and evermore.